when one of my best friends told me, my guy, when I'm reading your novel, I can see a little piece of you in every character you wrote, even the psychopaths, uh, they have a trace of you. I thought, no, no, that's not possible. So I decided to read my novel, not with a writer uh, sort of, of expectation, but uh, like a reader. Yeah. Uh, I lay on the scale, you gotta glow, you gotta glow, you gotta glow. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host Zeke and in this episode of Adriana Gavazzoni to speak about being an attorney and an author. You can find more information about her series by clicking the link in the description below. I did a content warning for strong language used in this episode and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you. So before we get started, would you like to tell the audience about yourself and then we get start with the first questions? Oh, please, I need you to go slower. <laughs> uh, before we um, get started, would you like to tell the audience about yourself real quick? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, I'm a Brazilian lawyer and a writer. I was born and raised in Brazil and I've been a lawyer for 31 years and a writer for... Uh, about five years. Okay, got it, got it. So the first question I'd like to ask is, what would your origin story be and how would you like to represent it? So this is a story about you. Well, uh, I see myself as a woman of the world. I love uh, to travel and I study abroad and I I'm always love to learn new things. I think that's the reason I'm always trying to learn foreign languages uh, to communicate better uh, with people. Uh, I love to discover different cultures, different flavors, uh, different places. So I think I belong to the world. Got it. And how would like to represent it? Would you make a TV show about your story? Would you make a book? Anything of that nature? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know <laughs> how I would like to be represented. <laughs> Never thought about that before. Okay, it's okay. So now we get into your career. So what made you choose law as a profession? Uh, it's hard to explain because I chose law when I was really young. I was 12 years old. I was vacationing. I had nothing else to read, uh, and uh, I needed to read something because I'm a voracious reader. And the only book uh, I haven't read on my father's shoulder was a legal book. So I decided to read that book, and I fell in love with rules and laws, and I thought, oh my God, someone can dictate rules for other people what that means. And when I decided to ask my father about that book, he said, oh, this is a legal book. Lawyers work with this kind of thing. So I told him, I'm going to be a lawyer. And he left because it was too early to decide. The month before, I want to be a scientist. 
uh, an astronaut, like every kid. But since, since I've met law, I fell in love and I decided to become a lawyer. Nice. And you said it's at 12. What kind of made you stay with law, even though a lot of times things change? Uh, I don't know, because I, I think to to be able to, to make justice for people, to defend people, uh, and uh, to do uh, something that allows me to tell stories, because every lawyer in Brazil uh, is a storyteller. You need to tell the stories of your clients for judges. You need to write the stories of your clients. So I think from the beginning, I was a writer. And the ability to write and to tell their stories is what made me fall in love more and more with uh, law, with being an attorney. Got it. And what about writing that really draws you into it? Sorry? What about writing that really draws you in? Like, Sorry, didn't understand. <laughs> is it on? Cool. What about writing really draws you in? Oh, okay. Writing. Uh, writing, I, I, I start early. I start writing now childish novels when I was 10, 11 years old. But I never thought about publishing. I was too afraid my mother would read my novels, <laughs> the things I was writing. And uh, I decided to destroy the things I wrote. So later in life, when I went to a middle life crisis around 45 years old, I decided I had to fulfill my dream. And one of my dreams was to be a writer. So I decided to write a novel I didn't intend to publish. And uh, it was just for my pleasure. But then a, a good friend of mine, he's a Brazilian ambassador, he read uh, my novel and he convinced me to publish. He told me it was too good and I needed to publish. And after that, I just published now five novels I have. <laughs> so I think uh, it's uh, to be a writer is a pleasure. It's really something that melts my heart, makes me feel good. And uh, I would like to be a, a writer forever. So with writing, do you see like the storytelling um, aspect of it? being similar to when you're working as an attorney or no? Sure. Uh, I think all my novels uh, have uh, lawyers. And uh, sometimes I get inspired by my clients, their stories. Uh, so a law is important influence in my novels for sure. And with writing a story, how does this, what is your writing process? How does the story start? Uh, the best way to get, to get inspired for me, you're going to laugh, but it's to take a shower. <laughs> Ideas come to me just like the water while I'm, I'm taking a shower. So uh, my creative process is start with some idea 
and then I write these ideas if I'm in the middle of a meeting, if I'm in some place I can write, I just send notes uh, through my phone. Uh, so later I can organize the ideas I had. And usually the first thing in the morning, I wake up early around 7 a.m., and uh, the first thing I do is writing for one hour. So I can organize my ideas. I read the things I wrote the day before. And then I can write a little bit more. Sometimes it's just bullshit. I have to destroy everything the other day. Uh, sometimes it's good. I like. Sometimes I can change everything. But uh, I I just impose myself to write one hour per day. I think if I don't do that, I would never accomplish the task of finishing a novel. Uh, I have a tight schedule. I work hard as a lawyer. I'm a very active lawyer. So if I don't work with a, a tight schedule, I would never write. Makes sense, makes sense. And with writing, like with editing, how do you um, edit? And like, is it, very, is it ever hard to destroy something? Uh, well, uh, for editing, I, I have two editors, a Brazilian and an American one. After I write, I send the novels to them. And of course they use that huge pencil they have to put things uh, to give ideas, to say that's crazy, don't go there, go here. And in Brazil, my editor is my father. My father was a, a teacher for many, many years, a, a, a teacher of Portuguese language. So I think uh, he has my best interest at my heart and he does a great job. In the United States, I have a, a great editor, Jill Scherer. Uh, she's wonderful. Uh, I've been working with her since my first novel and I don't think I'm going to quit her because we understand each other. It's very important when you are editing your books that you have a professional editor that understands your work, understands the way you think, and don't want to change your, your work into the way they think. So uh, I think both my father and, and my editor uh, in the United States uh, know exactly how I think. And then, like building this relationship, like finding the editor in the United States, how did that come about? Well, when my first novel was ready, I decided to find a, a literary agent or a publisher, a regular publisher. So when I got a regular publisher, they introduced me to this editor, and uh, I have. Uh, to to break my relationship with this publisher because they went bankrupt. <laughs> but I uh, I decided to hire uh, the editor for me, and also the artist who did the cover. So I work with both 
I think everything life uh, has a meaning, even uh, when things uh, don't work out the way we think they should, like having a book published by a publisher, the publisher go bankruptcy, but the publisher introduced you to great people that are going to follow you during your writing career is the meaning of all that for me. So I work with both uh, for five years now, and I'm really pleasant with their work. Got it. Got it. The consistency is what is key, I see. Yeah. Keep the same people that worked out before. I, I love to, to work with the same people. Uh, for a long, long time, I do that as a, a lawyer, as a writer, as a person. So I tend to do uh, long relationships and lasting friendships with the people I work. So after a while, the people that work for me or that I work for them, they become friends. It's easy like that because if you work with friends, friends are going to be your best buddy. Definitely. And to jump back into your law profession, what kind of like, how does the case become interesting to you so you can take it? Uh, I'm a corporate lawyer and in the beginning of my career, I worked for government. When I decided uh, to quit uh, government and to open my own practice, uh, people would start to recommend me from the work they knew I did for the government. Uh, and it's all about that. People know your work, they recommend you, and it's just like that. You get clients and more clients and more clients because people like you. There is no way to advertise my profession in Brazil. It's totally forbidden. Like you see in the United States, those outdoors with people like that is my, oh, do you need a lawyer? Uh, no, we can't do that in Brazil. We can't do any kind of publicity. So it must be client recommended to other clients and it's a slow process but in the end i think it lasts for longer word of mouth is definitely like the best marketing there is yes got it and i'm sorry if i jump around between lawyer and writing so <laughs> hard to choose <laughs> i love both uh I don't know how long uh, I'm going to be a lawyer because it's tiring. I'm already 53 years old, so 31 years of law. Uh, maybe I'm going to quit one day, but I don't think about quitting writing. So one day maybe I'm going to retire from law, but I'm going to keep, to keep writing forever, I think. Got it. And you said you didn't think about writing that, like publishing at first. What was kind of like that push to get you to start publishing? Uh, as I said, when the book, the book was finished, I decided uh, to ask 
a friend of mine, he's a Brazilian ambassador, and he's a very cultivated man. So I told him, hey, I wrote a book, would like to read? And I, I think he thought, oh, what kind of book it's going to be? And told me, I'm a slow reader, but okay, send me, I'm going to check, but, but wait, because I don't know when I can do. One week later, he called me and he told me, you have to publish. The book is wonderful. Uh, uh, and then he started to pester me. Every week he used to send me messages. Have you published? When are you going to publish? So I told him, hey, I'm a lawyer. The book is a psychological and erotic thriller. Don't you think uh, my clients are going to be a little disturbed by all that? So, no, 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 it's okay. Publish, publish. So a friend of mine gave me a wonderful idea. He told me, why don't you publish in the United States first? So if it's a failure, nobody is going to know about it. If it's success, you can bring to Brazil. <laughs> so I decided to publish in the United States to hide. But there one thing called social media and two days after everybody knew about my novel so uh well i tried my best to hide but i couldn't social media is definitely the great connector yes. a great connector i've met wonderful people uh through it uh great writers, we support each other. I have uh, writers uh, from South Africa, England, Australia, France. Uh, we all talk, exchange ideas, help each other. It's all thanks to social media. It's wonderful to connect people. Yes. Are there any writers that you look like inspire you or you take things from them? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, my inspiration comes, first of all, because I have attention deficit, and that gives me a huge imagination. So I imagine all the time. And uh, that bring, that's the best source of, uh, of inspiration. Of course, I admire many, many authors, and, uh, but I don't think a follow a line or I'm inspired about their writing. Um, it's just pure admiration, pure. I, I, I'm a great fan of great writers. There are so many in the world. Definitely. And so I'm um, going back to when you first put it out in the social media, let everybody know about your um, novel. What was that feeling when once everybody found out it was like the cast out the bag? I felt a little bit naked, <laughs> really. <laughs> because when when you write a novel and not a legal defense or a legal book, uh, you expose a little bit of yourself, the way you think. Uh, all characters, uh, they are they have traces of my personality. So uh, I felt a little bit exposed, 
And I was afraid of bad reviews, criticism, and things like that. But fortunately, my clients, uh, they really enjoy. They said, oh, I, I feel better now because I know you really can defend me. Uh, you have this huge imagination. So you are always going to find a way to defend me. So that, that was good to hear, but um, I was exposed. I felt I'm a desperate person. I don't like too much exposition. And uh, it's hard when you need to sell something and you need to sell your books. Uh, but you want to keep your life private. It's impossible. Uh, the two things uh, can't work. You need to choose. So I decided to bet uh, in my books and to expose myself, even if <laughs> that's hard for me. Got it. Got it. Has that gone easier over time with each novel? Uh, not exposition. It's, it's never easy for me. But uh, the writing process gets better each novel that I write. I'm learning. I'm always learning. I don't know everything about law. Even after so many years, I don't know everything about writing. And I'm always learning. I'm always improving my process. Definitely. Definitely. Writing. And so when it becomes working with your editor and your person who makes the cover, how is the communication? Uh, we communicate to, uh, through email, uh, social media, uh, mass, uh, messages, application like WhatsApp, like Messenger. Uh, we call each other. We exchange ideas. I send some chapters. It comes back with a lot of red marks. <laughs> so I someone I accept, some I don't. I send it back. Uh, when to finish a book, it takes almost five to six editions. Uh, it's not an easy process, but we communicate like this: uh, sending emails, sending messages calling each other and uh, uh it's fine like this definitely do you have a favorite novel that you've written or all of them pretty much the same to you like feel the same um my first novel uh it's just like a first kid i don't have kids so it was like a first kid. It comes with all the expectations, uh, the mistakes, uh, the, the emotions. Uh, but I love all my novels. I'm always, whenever I'm writing, I think this one is much better than the last one. So uh, that's the beautiful of the beauty of writing. You can always do different you can always live other lives and improve those lives uh, i'm i tend to write a little bit too much 
And so my first novel became a trilogy. And now I'm writing a first book to add to it. Uh, I have two other books in a series that I'm thinking about to add a third one. And uh, whenever I'm writing a new book, I can improve my characters. I can make them uh, grow up. I can make them be better, better person, better people. Uh, so I'm always trying to improve even my characters. Definitely. And since they're part of you, then you're also improving since the characters are improving. I think life is all about that, about improving ourselves. If you don't learn anything, if you don't change, oh my God, you're a rock, and even rocks change. So uh, you need, we need, uh, we don't know how long we are going to be in this world, and if there is another life, but we need to make uh, the best of ourselves while we, we are here. We need to improve, we need to learn, learn every day uh, something a little bit uh, to progress. Yep, definitely. Okay. And now that you have like the joy of writing, let me get my thought together. Sorry? Sorry, I'm just trying to get my thought together. I lost my train of thought for a second. Yes, yes. Okay, so now that if, if um, you said, the, I want to stay on the topic of your characters being part of you, so have a chase of you, when did you notice that? I didn't understand your Sorry. question. Sorry. When, um, when you stated that characters have a chase of you, when did you first notice that? Uh, when one of my best friends told me, my God, when I'm reading your novel, I can see a little piece of you in every character you wrote. Even the psychopaths, uh, they have a trace of you. I thought, no, no, that's not possible. So I decided to read my novel, not with a writer uh, sort of, of expectation, but uh, like a reader. If, as if I got a novel and I would start to read and I said, oh my God, I used to say exactly that phrase. Uh, that's something I would do. Uh, I behave like that. I hate things exactly like this character hates. Uh, I'm, I get bored with exactly the same things my character is getting bored. So it really uh, has a lot of the author in every, in every, in every book, I think. Has anybody like read your novels and give you like, give you a review or experience that they had with it that you didn't expect? Yes, uh, some bad reviews sometimes that I didn't expect, and of course. Uh, some great reviews I didn't expect to, but bad reviews usually uh, come for, from friends that I'm not that much of a friend because 
they want to destroy you some way because they are jealous or something like that. So when I know when a, a review sounds bad, that it means you could do better. And when a review says sounds uh, bad because people want to hurt me with that. So of course I got bad reviews from from friends, from readers, and also good reviews, good surprises. My first novel already won four gold medals of great uh, great awards. Uh, was finalist to many great awards too, and it was a surprise. Uh, my all my novels got medals gold medals, bronze medals, honorable mention. So that's good. That feels good. But uh, I also can, can find a review on Amazon, for example. This book uh, is all bullshit. Uh, it's all about erotic uh, and things like that that I hate. Okay, so why did you buy an erotical book <laughs> if you hate the subject? First of all, but uh, I've learned one thing. The best advice I've got uh, about reviews doesn't mind where they come from was from my American editor. She told me, never, never, never answer to a bad review. Never. Everything you write is going to be on the internet forever. And when you receive a bad review, you are going to be hurt and having hard feelings. So don't act like that. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just uh, continue to do what you're doing. You write for yourself. You don't write to please everyone and everybody. That's impossible. So some people are going to dislike. Just don't answer. So it's exactly what I do when I receive a bad review. I don't answer. I say, when it's a person, I say, oh, I'm going to think about it. That's enough. Uh, and when it's someone I don't know, I just don't answer. I don't write uh, to please people. I write to please myself. Definitely one of the major keys in life. And some pe sometimes people do buy things just to hate on it, which is good support, I guess. It supports. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I think one of the challenges of our life is to keep faithful to ourselves no matter what. Uh, I'm too old to pretend to please. So one of the things I've learned during my my life journey is I can be happy pleasing other people. I just can be happy pleasing myself. It sounds selfish, I know, but it's the only way to make other people happy. It's when you are true and sincere, and you can be like that if you are trying to please. And if someone loves you, they are going to love you. Because you are the way you are. 
So uh, it's just like that for everything, not just criticism. Yep, definitely. And so when people read your book, what can they expect from it? A cauldron of flavors. And as a reader, I know what I love to find in the book. I love to find mystery, romance, uh, murder, uh, some sex. Why not? I love sex like everybody. No, there are people they don't like. <laughs> I certainly do. So I like uh, to read hot scents. So when I started to write, I didn't know exactly what I want to write. So I decided to add things that I thought would make a good read. Uh, I start always a romance and I added some mystery, some murder, some sex. So you can expect a little bit of everything. It's hard to define the genre of my novels. Uh, I can't, I used to define my first trilogy as uh, psychological and erotic thrillers. And my series, my, my fourth and fifth novels, uh, they are more action mystery novels. So I can change. It depends on the day and the book I'm writing and the characters I'm in love and how I'm going to develop the life I'm going to give them or if I'm going to kill them. Uh, so uh, it's hard to define a genre, but you can expect a lot of excitement. And when you made your um, first trilogy, how did you think about continuing the story between the books? Uh, I usually don't. Uh, uh, if I if I thought about continuing, I wouldn't commit some mistake that don't allow me to correct after I decided to continue. So sometimes this I think uh, the story would be better, the sequel would be better if I had planned it, but I didn't. But one day I'm there taking a shower, and I think, oh my God, that character. She should uh, proceed with her life doing this and that and being like this. And they start imagining things. And I think, okay, here comes another one. And so I have to read their other books to see how I'm going to give uh, a way out of things for that character. <laughs> it's like this week right there, but it can't happen because of. You had to reread the book. Oh no, I, this can't happen. Yeah. Can't it? You definitely see that happening a lot. It happens a lot. And I guess um, second to last question is with writing. Um, can you say again, like what brings you like the most joy from writing? Is it second to last question? Sorry. Can what you brings you the What brings you like the most joy from writing? Most joy, from me, joy from, from yeah from from writing. Uh, I don't know uh, every page uh, that I, I can finish is a joy. 
to read uh, that page and think, hey, I'm telling a story here brings me pleasure. Many other things about writing uh, can bring joy, uh, a good review, someone telling. Uh, I, I On my, my first trilogy, I talk about um, child sexual abuse because I'm a supporter of a shelter for ch abused children. And I needed to write about that. And one day, uh, a reader wrote me, you brought cure to my life with your novels. I could understand myself better. And uh, I start a healing process after reading uh, your novel. That's a huge pleasure to know I could help someone with my writing. Uh, so whenever I can do something like that, that was not planned, uh, it brings me lots of joy. Nice. And I'll say the last question is, what would you name your origin story? Or your story it's, it's a complication to name my stories. Usually, my stories are over. I have the whole book done, uh, edited, and I don't know the name. My first novel was different. The name Bring Before Everything. But the others was too complicated. The worst one was the brilliant game. I didn't, I couldn't find a title for it. And one day uh, I was in my husband's uh, uh, bathroom. We had separate bathrooms. And uh, I saw a perfume there and it was called The Brilliant Game. And I said, it's exactly the title of my novel because it was all a game for one of the characters so it's a brilliant game and finally i had a title and i could have a cover because if i don't choose a title i can't choose a cover and it's frustrating it's really frustrating uh, i'm writing now a fourth book for my trilogy and i have no clue about the name. I really don't know how I'm going to call it. You have it soon. All right, so I think we got um in the interview there. Do you have any last minute things you want to say? No, I think uh, I love to share my my opinions with you. I thank you for the opportunity. Uh, and I hope that there are not many mistakes. You have to do lots of addition. <laughs> so, once again, thank you very much. Anytime. And where can people find your books? Uh, I'm on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, um, uh, with Amazon and the whole world. So you can find me in English and Portuguese, and soon it will be translated into French. Before we end, so in writing two different languages, how is that? Uh, can you repeat? In writing, you know, do you write in Portuguese or do you write in English? 
I write in English and it's hard for me nowadays to think in Portuguese because it's a completely different way of thinking. So I write in English, of course, my editor perfections my English. Uh, I'm a foreigner. But when I'm going, I have to translate into Portuguese. And I do that by myself because I know what I want uh, to tell. I have a hard time. Uh, because uh, Americans use uh, a different sort of communication that if I use the same words, it would be rude in Portuguese or vice versa. So uh, it's a hard process. Uh, again, thank you for your time. Hope you have a thank you night. very much. Have right. a good night. You too. That brings another episode of the Last Gather podcast to a close. Again, you can find more information about Adriana Garazzoni series by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I have Adina Mignona to speak about being an engineer and an author. I hope you continue that day, and I hope to see you there.